and welcome Mavs Nation to another episode of Mavs Cast, the Sports Ethos Dallas Mavericks podcast. This is your host again, Ho Kisayan, on Twitter at H-O-V-O-K-Y-O-S and the show Twitter at Ethos Mavericks. Give us a follow over there. There was a little bit of a scare this weekend from some people thinking that Twitter was going to shut down, so we started setting up some alternative uh, modes of communication. Well, one thing we did for Sports Ethos, uh, subscribed fantasy's uh, past supporters, um, was we moved more so into the Sports Ethos Discord. So if that's something that interests you, head on over to Sports Ethos, grab a Fantasy Pass subscription, and you'll get access to all the channels there in Discord. Uh, I and uh, some of my other very helpful colleagues um, ask a lot of fantasy uh, or answer a lot of fantasy questions over there, as well as some other uh, channels that we're trying to build on there. So that's a little bit of a pitch to, to start the episode. And um, today I'm I'm coming to you after the, not back-to-back because it wasn't back-to-back nights, but uh, after two games that the Mavericks split with uh, the shorthanded Denver Nuggets uh, and this most recent very disappointing loss to this very shorthanded Denver Nuggets team, uh, a one-point loss with some very weird and unique situation that that happened during the game so uh this was actually a game that uh, i was covering uh as a part of my stats recording uh gig and um yeah halftime there was a very interesting thing that happened that actually uh, took us a bit of time to to process and truly understand what was going on but uh, of course i'm talking about the halftime buzzer beater that wasn't um, from from Luca. Uh, so yeah, I'll I'll talk through that in this show, but um, yeah, I just I I just wanted to go over the team that the Mavericks were facing, and not to say anything about the talent on the roster that Denver put up there, uh, because. They have some great players and led by, in this game, Bones Highland. But, of course, they still had Michael Porter Jr., who I would consider a star in the NBA. Um, He's been really cold the last few games, and naturally, you know, because he hasn't had, you know, the best passer in the league and and the two-time defending MVP setting him up and getting him open. Uh, He's more of a you know he he knocks down what he's given uh he's super great at that but he's not a he's not a shot creator right and you know they didn't have their other shot creator Jamal Murray as well um and as well as Aaron Gordon too um so yeah they they're missing three starters um Jeff Green went down 5 minutes into the game he was having a a pretty good game for those first 5 minutes he went down due to injury and it was, it was pretty much the Bones Highland show um, for this game. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. actually started out very cold in this game as well. He ended up 6 of 11, but, you know, essentially their star player on their team only shot 11, 11 shots. Um, 
and they beat a, a Dallas Mavericks team who, you know, we hope, you know, Dallas Mavericks fans hope this team goes back to the Western Conference Finals and goes further than that. So saying nothing of the talent that Denver put up there with, with Bruce Brown, KCP, and them. But should not be beating this Dallas Mavericks team um, if they have the aspirations that we want them to have. So, no Jokic, no Murray, no Gordon. Um, Dwight Powell starting for the Mavs again, uh, as has been the case recently. Maxi Kleba is still out with that back issue. Um, Jason Kidd said, uh, you know, we expect him to to return uh, relatively soon. Uh, Reggie Bullock was is is in. His status was up in the air. So it was pretty much, you know, the starting lineup that, that the Mavs have been putting out there recently ever since uh, uh, Powell had replaced Travel McGee in the lineup. But uh, but the bench looked different. Um, however, however, Josh Green is getting really heavy minutes, 30 minutes. He's doing a lot with those minutes. He was absolutely on fire this game. And um, if it wasn't for Josh Green, I mean, if it, if it wasn't for this loss, if this was a Mavericks win, the, the main story of this episode would be Josh Green's ascension. And it's sort of the second main story of this episode, I guess. Uh, Josh Green missed his first and only shot from the field in the closing minutes of the game. He went eight for nine. He went six for seven from three. So up to that point, he was six for six from three and eight of eight. Uh, he did miss a free throw with about five minutes left, I think. And that was the first shot of any kind that he missed in the game. Um, absolute dynamo on the defensive end. He didn't get any defensive recording stats, but uh, he's, he's a pest. He runs in transition. He was not weak on laying the ball in which i've uh, i've noted previously is one weakness in his game he attacks the basket well but he doesn't finish at the basket well at all um but that was counteracted by his increased confidence shooting the ball um especially with the with the continued and increased uh emphasis on uh you know on on driving kick uh spot up three point shots that that the Mavericks have have placed on this season. Uh, so that's somewhere where the Mavericks want him to spend more time uh you know taking shots is open threes rather than finishing at the rim but however his finishing at the rim still needs to improve in half court sets in order for him to be more of a threat kicking out because he is great at driving and he's great at kicking, he's great at finding open teammates, he's great at wrapping passes around and getting the ball in places where most players can't make those passes. I think he just needs to to polish up his finishing a little bit, possibly keep that same aggression that he has when when he has a, a clear path to the lane, either in transition or through a cut, or when there's an opening in, in the defense and you know, they get an alley-oop or, or uh, you know, bounce pass into the key. Um, so he needs to do that more when he's actually the one driving and creating the shot. But um, 
absolutely great encouraging signs with Josh Green. I think we might be at a point of no return with, with Josh Green, that his minutes are really here to stick. Unless unless there's a serious, severe regression. Like if he has off games, which he will have, and he has had this season, if he has some off games here and there, I think it's fine. I think it's going to take like a couple weeks of slumping badly for for Jason Kidd to change his mind on Josh Green. I think Josh Green is here to stay for this team. Uh, you had only 20 minutes from Tim Hardaway, but a lot, you know, that was mainly due to how cold he was today. It was 0 for 9 from the field, including five missed threes. Um, so, yeah, it's just, just one of those nights where Tim Hardaway is cold, and that's probably what led... Uh, Josh Green to get some more run, but obviously that didn't that didn't help the team uh, too much. As well as Reggie and Doe both going one for five each, uh, combining for two for nine from three point range. Um, so Reggie, Dorian, Tim, the wings when they're cold and their shots not going in, especially when three of their shots aren't going in. So you have to look. You have Reggie, Doe, Tim, Josh Green, and Maxi Kleba. Those are the sort of the peripheral players on the team that we count on to to make the shots. Like either their shots are going in or they're not, right? They're not generating their shots uh, in, in other ways if their wide open shots aren't going in. Tim does sometimes, obviously. Um, but yeah, those are the guys, like, if their shots don't go in, it's pretty much the maps lose. And in this case where Luca didn't have, like, an astronomical game, Humho, like, 22-9-8, and eight, um, he actually didn't get a bucket until 10 minutes into the game. It was, like, two minutes left in the first quarter that, that Luca hit a field goal. Um Took a couple field goals. He had missed a couple before then, but his first make came 10 minutes into the game. Only 16 shots from Luka. So that's not good. Two of eight from three. Six of 10 from free throw. Uh, he actually did. Mm, actually, was it his first points? I don't I, I don't remember. I don't have it in front of me, but he did miss two free throws uh, earlier in the game as well. So he was scoreless actually for a large chunk of the game. Um, and you know, you, the guy still got twenty two nine and eight. So these nights are gonna happen. This is not something that owes oh, Luca coming back down to earth. No, this is this is just one night like this, right? Um, but yeah, Dinwiddie started off really hot, um, making a couple threes, uh, not threes, but making a couple shots that were. Um, spot up shots early in the game but then cooled off drastically after that went one of eight total uh, in this game um, mostly the second half was was killer over there um, he did generate shots um, for teammates uh, pretty consistently throughout the game so that was fine but uh, the big storyline for Dinwiddie this game is his injury which looked like he may have dislocated his shoulder looked like it popped out or or something. So um, we're monitoring that situation. Uh, Jason Kidd didn't really give any um, too much meaningful information, but doesn't seem like it's something of 
major concern for the season. But, um, you know, he, he may miss a little bit of time, which is very scary for the Mavs. So um, that's going to most likely call for heavy minutes from Faku, who had no minutes uh, in this game. Frank had no minutes in this game. Jaden Hardy had no minutes in this game. So you would think at least Faku is going to get some minutes. If not, also Frank, if Spencer is is going to miss some time. Um, so yeah, let, let's hope for that. This is sort of... Um, not the worst nightmare, maybe second worst nightmare for the Mavericks. Worst nightmare, obviously, is Luka by far and away. It's not even close, but Spencer plays the same position as Luka, um, particularly when Luka's off the court. So uh, so that's gonna, definitely going to be something um, something that's scary for the Mavs if he loses any time. But, um, but yeah, Josh Green was actually finished the game leading leading the team as well. He had one more point than Luca. Um so yeah, let's talk about the wild situation that happened at halftime. So Mavericks have presumably the last possession of halftime. Luca's dribbling out on the down the clock. He goes to his favorite place for these types of shots. He goes to the left wing, does his dribbling, gets into a step back, knocks down a three there's about half a second left when the ball was was in the air, so the three should have been good um, in terms of time on the clock. Um, the time expires by the time you know the ball goes through, and Luca just shimmies and runs straight into the locker room. The team runs into the locker room. Okay, Mavs are going to be up by seven points, right? After the teams come off the court, the broadcast announces that the call was overturned and not because of the time and they check it because of the time to make sure um you know to make sure he gets the shot off in time they always do that for for buzzer beaters but they found that luca in his step back actually stepped on the line out of bounds with two seconds left to go and this is per the rule book. If they find something else during the review, even though that's not what triggered the review, they're able to rule on that. So basically, they took the three off the board. They put two seconds back on the clock. And since the teams were already in the locker room at that point, they said, we're going to play out the rest of the first half. When the teams come back on the court, we're going to play those two seconds. And then we're going to have a little break. And then we're going to go into the third quarter. So teams come out. Um, Vlatko Chanchar, who's Luka's countryman from Slovenia. And they had their coaches there in attendance too to watch, um, you know, those two teammates uh, playing against each other. Vlatko Chanchar um, takes the ball from beyond half court, launches a half court shot and drills it. And essentially that results in, you know, Lucas three getting wiped out, the other the half court shot going in, it's a six point swing. So instead of the Mavs starting the third quarter with a seven point lead, they start with a one point lead. Okay, this is getting scary now. Denver comes out playing with like a renewed sense of energy. Like, hey, we could win this game. Like we went in thinking we're down by seven to a team that 
you know, is, is a lot healthier than us. Um, and they just come out and they pretty much punk the Mavs. Honestly, they punk the Mavs in the third quarter. Um, Christian Wood only plays 17 minutes. He only takes three shots and two free throws, zero threes. He goes two for three from the field. But you're, you're possibly your second best offensive player. I would say he's your second best offensive player over Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie, you, you consider his mistakes and his negatives. I, I would say Christian was the, the second best offensive player on the Mavs. And, um, yeah, your second best offensive player is taking three shots only in a game where your best offensive player took 16 shots. Um, I don't know. It's it's like something's going on with with Kidd. He's, he's not trusting Wood. Is it because of his defense? Is it because of other things that he's seeing on, in practice? Is it because he's not tough inside? Now, the, the Mavs were getting punked inside pretty much from the start of the game. Jeff Green was, was pretty much punking them inside. DeAndre Jordan was having a ton of success. I want to pull up his first quarter stats. And it's not just in the stats, but if you just look at the stats, three for three with eight rebounds. And then later in the game, I think he had some blocks, but DeAndre Jordan um, ended up with 17 rebounds. He actually didn't block any shots, but he did alter a number of shots at the rim. Um, but 17 rebounds, DeAndre Jordan. Like, I understand he's starting, and he played almost 34 minutes because Jokic was out. But he destroyed them, and um, they were they were getting drives into the paint all game long. Now, the Mavs did have several defensive stops in the paint, uh, at least in the first half, where, yeah, the, the Nuggets were driving in at will, but the Mavs will get some nice deflections. There was actually a couple of nice blocks or, you know, just, um, you know, challenging and, and making it hard at the rim. But the Nuggets were just getting into the key whenever they wanted. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 worrying. And JaVale did sort of a good job, a good and bad job. You, you know, you know what you get from JaVale. Um, at least he got some of the good this time, but of course he's only playing not even 11 minutes. So, you know, no Maxi Kleba, you got DeAndre Jordan dominating on the boards, no Maxi Kleba, JaVale's not playing 11 minutes, Christian Wood's playing 17 minutes. Now Dwight is, Dwight is only playing 20 as well, so it's not like he's, he's playing too many minutes. Now, Dwight deserves those minutes. Dwight probably deserves even more minutes. The way he's been playing, the way he's playing with that black eye. I mean, Dwight is tough, man. Dwight is like the engine of this team. And especially in a in a game where there's no Jokic, that's when you want Dwight playing a lot of minutes as well. But like you add that up, that's Christian Wood should still be getting more than 17 minutes. Um, definitely be taking more than three shots. Like that's that's pretty ridiculous. Um, so yeah, this is this is alarm bells here. Now 
the Mavericks did blow out the Nuggets in the previous game. And the game was basically over by the third quarter. But, you know, Luka got his 50th triple-double and all that. A lot of celebration and all that. But this is the type of stuff that we need to to look at. Um, these are the sort of games that matter. That are going to that are going to linger, that are that are the places where the coaches need to focus on. Like, we understand Mavs are going to hit their threes in some games, and they're just going to run away with it. Luka's just going to be completely unstoppable. Some games, they're just going to run away with it. Christian Wood's going to be incredibly efficient with his minutes sometimes, and so is Tim Hardaway, and they're just going to run away with those games. Those are not the games that the Mavericks need to plan for. Um so yeah, that's that's the worrying worrying thing right now um with this team. Um let's talk about some good Davis Bertans. Davis Bertans did foul out in only fourteen minutes. But but he made it count. Fifteen points in fourteen minutes. So uh, Davis was actually on on fire at some point. He had, I think, I think he was three of three or four of four until he missed his uh, first shot, um, his first three point shot. And if he hit that shot, the the crowd was gonna gonna explode. The crowd was already exploding because he made two in a row, and then uh, a third wide open shot. Um, you know, you could you could only be so hot at some point. But basically, the whole crowd stood up um, for that shot and. You know, the roof was going to explode at that point. But, um, you know, he put in some good minutes uh, defensively, of course. He's he's a liability, but, you know, that that's not why you have Bertans. You have Bertans exactly for, for games like this. And I think using him in this capacity is great. But you look at Davis Bertans, 14 minutes. Christian Wood, 17 minutes. Yeah, he's hot. So, like, in this game, it would warrant more. But how common is this going to be, right? Especially in a game where Tim Hardaway was was clearly very cold. So let's get more shots from Christian Wood instead of Tim Hardaway next time. Um, even more than Spencer, actually, I would say, who was 5 for 15 this game. Um, but yeah, uh, Luca, Luca was drawing at the refs a ton this game. Um, there was one where... He took a way deep three uh, that that he felt he should have got a foul call on. I I think he should have got a foul call on that too. But because um, the defender uh, closed out into Luca's space on a step back, um, he fell. He stayed on the floor in frustration while, while um, Denver took the ball in transition. He was just on the ground, just throwing his arms up, yelling at the ref, and then a player or two later. Um, Drives in, takes an elbow to the nose. He had more words for the refs. Um, this time, the ref was directly under the basket. And then later on in the game, basically, he drives in again to that same spot. Kicks it out for a wide open three for Tim, who, of course, missed it because he went 0 for 9. But when he kicks it out, Tim is so wide open that, that Luca knows the play is over at that point. He's either going to make the three or he's going to miss the three. And just starts complaining to the ref that same ref who didn't give him that call on the elbow at the baseline 
So it's like he purposely drove there and kicked it out so he can so he can have a chance to to draw at the ref for a little bit. Um, but yeah, it, it, you know, I would say I would say there's a lot of calls that Luca doesn't get, uh, especially when you compare to other superstars in the league. Um, I'm not talking about Giannis because Giannis gets hacked a ton. I'm probably talking about Embiid, and I'm definitely talking about a lot of other guards, right? Trey Young. Um, I would even say Steph, right? So, um, so yeah, I, I haven't really done like a deep analysis on what are some of the beneficial calls that that Luca gets, but it definitely seems to me like with the with the amount that Luca complains and how hard he gets hit sometimes without anything like the um the bumps that he takes the bumps and bruises that he gets um I feel like he should be getting more calls now getting the calls are fine but he also needs to to work on his free throw shooting uh, which hasn't been too great uh, in the last few games after starting out really really good um defensive rebounds were an issue for the Mavericks this game and this is a game obviously where you're not playing a lot of minutes of JaVale you're not playing a lot of minutes of Maxi, and you're not playing a lot of minutes of two bigs on the floor at the same time but regardless the, the team ahead of you does not have Jokic and this was happening during minutes where DeAndre Jordan wasn't even on the floor we basically have Zeke Naji, who's a stretch four um at the rim right what offensive re- they had um they actually didn't get too many offensive rebounds but what had happened was um mavericks were failing to control the ball on a defensive rebound and it was falling out of their hands or it was tipping away and resulting in an in, out of bounds to the nuggets there was one possession where the nuggets had four shots in one position because of that so um so yeah that's not good and then um bones highland was the highlight for denver but um but like i mentioned michael porter jr didn't have an amazing game he he played a lot better in the second half but in the first half he was not playing like their their best player who he probably probably still is their best player from from the players that were available um kcp two for 11 not a fantastic shooting night bruce brown five of 13 it's just uh it's just disappointing um for the maps to lose in this fashion uh but yeah i mean to close it out on on positive josh green is here josh green is is here and i think he's gonna stay so maps keep going josh green's direction please go more into christian wood's direction i feel like go a little less on spencer's situation but we got to monitor that 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 injury situation over there and then between tim and and i mean reggie and doe are, are hard to bench because of their defense but i don't know maybe maybe you play one of them at a time more often um when one of them is cold and um and just hope that that Josh Green and and Tim are are going to pick it up on defense but uh Bertans is not that answer. Um Maxi Maxi's that answer but you know he's he's injured for now. Um Okay. I have 
another update. Oh, so this is something that uh, might not be something that Mavs fans want to hear, but the NBA says that Contavious Caldwell-Pope should have been called for a foul on the play in which Dinwiddie was injured. So late in the game, there was a minute or two minutes left in the game. The Mavericks have a possession, close one possession game. And, you know, Mavericks are getting ready to set up a scoring possession. And Dinwiddie makes a move and he's sort of, he's stopped by KCP. And I don't think it's really anything that KCP did in the contact that that caused the injury. I think it it seemed to me like a uh, non-contact injury. But regardless, uh, Spencer was fouled, at least according to the uh, to the NBA here in this update um, just because of, you know, stepping in front of him and um, not having his feet set. So while it didn't cause the injury, the NBA deemed that it should have been a foul. Now, Spencer actually, he dropped the ball after he, he hurt his shoulder and uh, Denver just picked it up and took it the other way and play wasn't stopped at that point. Um, so yeah, that, that was definitely had an impact on the game especially if the foul had been called there's a different game we're looking at given Denver won by one point uh, put aside the the half court shot that Chantra hit uh, through that weird situation like if you just look at this situation would have made a difference in the game but um, the Mavs had to foul in order to stop play there um, and it gave them two free throws in that game so not only would that have been a foul to help the Mavs keep the ball on that possession, but the Mavs had to foul on the other end in which they might have gotten a defensive stop. So the next game is going to be Wednesday, which is a very heavy slate for the NBA because there are no games on Thanksgiving. So they loaded a ton of games on Wednesday and Friday. So almost every team is playing. Uh, I think every team is playing at least one of those days. Um, and most are playing both of those days. And um, we'll see how the Mavs bounce back, but they're going to be facing the Celtics, the red-hot Celtics, who have lost only four games this season, and they've only lost to the Cavs and the Bulls so far, and they're riding a win streak. So it's going to be tough, but, you know, knowing the Mavs, maybe they blow out the Celtics and then go lose to uh, the team that's, that's missing multiple star players after that. So, we'll see. Talk to you